Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melanade. Let me pour you a glass. Melanie Clark is doing a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I am doing a podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of Vodka Melanade. I really appreciate you being here. This is uh, kind of surreal to actually be putting plan into motion. I had the idea to do this not too long ago. Um, Honestly, I got to give a shout out before anything else to KD Smith Kirby, an old friend of mine. He has a podcast. Make sure you go check it out. It is called the So I Heard podcast. You can stream that wherever you can get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. I tuned into his a couple months ago. I was kind of in a rut. There's really no other way to put it. I was a little bit in a rut, feeling, I don't know, just uninspired in general about life. And I was kind of seeking just something positive. And, you know, I, I was at work just wanting to, you know, not really be on social media getting bored listening to the same old music and I was like you know what let me give uh give Curry's podcast a try so I did and I was kind of hooked from the first couple of episodes he just seemed to be having a lot of fun and it seemed like it was almost cathartic in a way for him to have a creative outlet like this and to be able to express himself and get out his thoughts, his feelings, and I don't know, I just kind of got hooked. It was definitely a spark, and I thought, well, why not I try something like that? I feel like I'm an inherently creative person, and I think when I was younger and in my early 20s, I definitely indulge the creative side of myself more than I have been lately and as I've gone into my 30s and I just kind of made me wonder like why is that you know I used to write a lot when I was younger I was involved in acting when I was younger and in high school and even after high school I've you know started and stopped I don't know how many novels like just personal stories that I've had I've, I've literally typed out hundreds of pages of different stories different book ideas and then I just shell them you know it was like I was I was like the ditty of these <laughs> novel ideas I would get an idea put a lot into it put it back on the shelf and never look at it again But, you know, while I was focused on them, I just remember, you know, the feeling of being creative and, you know, putting pen to paper or, you know, auditioning for things and being on stage. And it was kind of honestly a big part of who I am. And as I got older, you know, 
you have different responsibilities, you get caught up in work and personal things. And, you know, some things just kind of fall by the wayside. And like I said, I was feeling like I was in a rut. And I just started to really take stock of my life and figure out where my sources of true joy and happiness were coming from. I mean, I definitely have, you know, a couple of good friends. I have great family. You know, my life has lately been on an upward trajectory. I can definitely say that, you know, my career is in a stable place. So there's definitely happiness all around, but I just felt like there just needs to be more, something I can focus on, be proud of, be creative, get my thoughts out, and just try something new and put myself out there. And that definitely brings me to this podcast. If you are unfamiliar with who I am, I am 33 years old. I live in Los Angeles. I was born and raised here. I'm an Aquarius. I love cats, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Korean barbecue, not necessarily in that order. I am an only child and I'm probably the most independent, spoiled person you've ever met. (laughs) I have no kids. I have two fur children though, Sasha and Zoe, who are um, staring me down as I record this episode, keeping me company. I've never been married and I am currently single-ish. Which kind of brings me to the topic of discussion for my inaugural episode. Dating. Dating as a millennial uh, in Los Angeles. And more specifically, I wanted to talk about my experience I had with a speed dating event that I went to about six weeks ago or so. I previously had been... I guess, fishing out of the online and like app dating pool. Okay. I mean, Tinder, I mean, back in the day, plenty of fish. More recently, um, something called the Black App. That's BLK app. I was kind of trolling those for dates unsuccessfully. I mean, I've met a couple of okay guys on there in the past. And by okay, I mean they weren't complete psychopaths, which is basically where the bar is at. And I mean, as you can see, I'm still single, so they couldn't have been that great. And it just kind of tells you that it just isn't really a successful way, in my opinion, for me to meet someone and have anything substantial as far as a relationship is concerned. And honestly, I would be on those apps because it was just convenient you know I I hate to say that I'm a homebody because it's not like I don't like to go out I just have a very very small inner circle of friends and social opportunities just don't come up a whole lot and you know I do prefer to be in the comfort of my own home and that has only been exacerbated by the fact that we've been in a worldwide pandemic for over two years now so Dating apps were just kind of an easy way, you know, but when you're on there for (laughs) as long as I was, you start seeing the same people, you know, and it really makes you think, you know, honestly, dating apps, we, 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 
we are not meant to have that much access to that many people. You know, back in the day, you know, like our grandparents, their dating radius was like seven blocks. You know, it was someone in their town. It was someone who knew someone who knew someone who had a daughter, you know, who had a had a nephew that they could introduce you to. And you knew where they came from. You knew what they were about, where they were going. You date, go grab a milkshake or whatever. Go to a sock hop. I don't know. And then you just make it happen. Next thing you know, they're hitched and living their life. I'm not saying it was perfect, but having access to hundreds of thousands of people in the palm of your hand, I think it's just really screwed up the way we look at dating. So that honestly just got me thinking, you know, I, I want to try to put myself out there, but I'm a little shy, you know, I'm not the most extroverted person when it comes to, you know, just going up to someone and starting a conversation if I'm interested. So I've been kind of in the market, just looking at different um, events, activities, things I could go to meet, you know, other young black professionals. And I really wasn't coming across anything that caught my eye. However, I was online and there's this guy that I follow. His name is Robert Howard. He goes by Mr. Howard 365 across all of his platforms. I've been following him mostly on TikTok and Instagram for a while. I mean, like the last almost six months to a year, I guess. And he posts a lot of inspirational, motivational stuff. Um, He does like to pose a lot of thought provoking questions that kind of encourage self growth. And he posts a lot of um, things for singles. So if you're out in the dating world, he'll post things like something he calls forced choices. So he'll post several this or that kind of questions that are like really rapid fire that you have to pick one gun to your head. And if you do that with like a partner, it kind of gives you some quick insight into who that person is and see if you have some similarities or stark differences. And it just kind of creates a conversation. So I like him, you know, he posts frequently. He's um, really interesting and his content was entertaining. So I've been following him for a while. And I guess, like I said, about six weeks ago, he maybe a little longer ago, he posted about an event that he was going to be throwing. And he slated it as, you know, an event for people to come together who are single. It was going to be a speed dating event slash game night. So when he posted that, I was like, say less, I'm in there. Okay. And what really sold me was that he said that to make sure that people were there who really were you know, looking for love, looking for someone special, not here to play, there was going to be a vetting process. So there was a form that you could fill out. And based on that form, they would, you know, hold like a little mini, uh, I guess, a phone or video interview prior. And then they would make their selections of who was going to be in the room. So that really caught my eye because I'm like, it's not like you can just sign up 
you know, and just be in the room and waste everybody's time who aren't serious. I feel like just the fact that you had to fill out a form and wait to be contacted was going to weed out a lot of the bullshit, to be honest. Um, so I really, really like that little touch. And I like that he was putting in the effort to really make sure that people were going to find someone compatible and someone real and who was going to be taking it seriously. So like before his video that I was watching could even wrap up, I mean, he said, look, link in bio. I clicked on the link and immediately opened up the, uh, the form that you had to fill out. So in his video, he did mention that I guess the event was supposed to be held a couple of weeks prior, but they had to push it back due to planning and things like that. So um, let's say what well, this was like. The new date was like the first week of May. The previous date was, I don't know, two weeks into April. So when I opened up the form, it still had that April date on it. So I sent him a quick little comment on TikTok and I was like, hey, um, you know, this form still says April. Is this the correct form? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we, we just changed the date, but go ahead and fill it out. So I'm like, okay, cool. As I'm filling it out, so it's just asking for like your name, I think like your occupation, your age, what you're looking for, if you have kids. And then it gets to this section where it's um, a list of qualities like attractiveness, intelligence, money, whatever, right? And the question, the prompt was select seven, like your top seven of these qualities that you value in a partner. And then the one below it was the same selections, but you have to pick seven that you believe you bring to the table. So I'm trying to fill this fucking form out <laughs> and the it wasn't letting me select more than one option. So, I mean, there's like, I don't know, 20 something options on that list of things you're looking for and things you bring to the table. And I'm like, dang, like what's going on with this form? So it wasn't letting me select seven for whatever reason, the thing was broken. But I'm like, I really want to get this in. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I was just kind of like in a rush for some reason. Like, I don't know what possessed me. I was just really adamant. Like, I need to be in this room. So I submitted the form as is. At the end, it was like a little section to add more notes. It I put... <laughs> It sounds so thirsty when I think about it. I just put, hey, um, <laughs> this form seems to be broken. I've tried it on my MacBook and my phone and my and my iPad, and it's not letting me make multiple selections. I bring so much to the table. Like I was really, really trying to sell myself. So, and I was really trying to get this form in as soon as possible. So I put the blurb, I sent it as is, and I just hope for the best. So at this point, it's like two weeks out from the event, right? And <laughs> I didn't get an email or anything in response to my form. I'm like stalking this guy on Instagram, like seeing him post about it more and talk about it. And, you know, he's commenting to other people saying, yeah, you know, everybody who fills out the form isn't going to get a call to discuss it. Everybody who gets the call to discuss isn't going to be invited. So it's really like he's hunger games, you know, gamesing this thing. Like he's really like, you know, you want to be on top. It's like a real competition. And I don't know, something kicked in in me. And I was like, look, I got to be in the room where it happened. And that's a Hamilton reference for all of my, my family who are listening. Shout out to my grandma. <laughs> so... 
I decide to fill out another form. I go back to the link. The date is correct now. And the form is allowing me to select seven options for those questions about what I'm looking for, what I bring. So I'm like, okay, that first form was clearly broken. I am not slow. (laughs) I'm gonna just submit another form. So I fill it out correctly. And in the blurb again, the little blurb section at the bottom, I say, hey, <laughs> I this is my second form. But, you know, it's the first one, disregard. There was something going on with the form. This one seemed to be working OK. OK, bye. I love you. And then I just sent it. So I sent it and I waited. This was, I don't know, midweek of that week. And on Saturday, I finally got the email to schedule a phone, I guess, interview almost with someone of Rob Howard's team. So I schedule it for the next Sunday at like three o'clock. And I mean, to my surprise, it was actually Rob himself. I'm thinking it's going to be one of his teammates or his staff or whatever he has going on. But it was actually with him. Now, it was less of an interview and more just him giving background on who he is, what he does, what he hopes to be the future of his brand, what I can expect at the event, and the caliber of people that he's been talking to, and the amount of people he's hoping to bring to the event. So he asked me a couple of questions, but I guess based on my form, he kind of had everything he needed. And he let me know that I was going to be invited to the event. So at this point, it's a Sunday. I got cleared to go. The event is that Friday night, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I knew, you know, I mean, he made it sound like there were hundreds of female applicants and, you know, the female applicants greatly outweighed the number of male applicants. I mean, he was like struggling to get enough men interested, which is kind of how it goes. Women I seem to outnumber the men anywhere you go. So I wasn't truly su- uh, surprised by that. But um, he did kind of say like there was hundreds of applicants and only like a little over 15 women he made the decision to, you know, have at the event. So I was feeling special. I was feeling cute, smart, competent, important. <laughs> and I was like, God, yes, like I knew it. Like I just something in me, I'm telling you, just something in me was like, you should be there. Just you you should just be there. So I was like, okay, cool. It was 30 bucks for the event. And he said, dress to impress and make sure you get there early because parking could be kind of a pain in the ass. So I'm like, okay, great. That anxiety was over. I got the invite. I paid for my ticket. Everything was secured. Cut to a new flavor of anxiety. What am I going to wear? How is this going to go? Is anybody going to like me? Is everyone there going to be ugly as far as the men are concerned? Are they going to be weird? And, you know, then it was like just a new level of anxiety kicked in. So I, my main issue, I was like, damn, what am I going to wear? For some reason, I just got this overwhelming fear that I was going to walk in and there's going to be these like 21, 22 year old 
fashion nova models walking around in like these short dresses and these hooker heels and i just i don't know that's just not my style and no knocking anyone who that is their style it's more just like what i'm comfortable with and i knew i wanted to be comfortable i wanted to feel pretty but i wanted to be myself i mean it's a speed dating but also it was going to be a game night at the end so i didn't want to dress like i was going to the club but i just had this this sudden anxious feeling of like oh god like what if i don't compete you know and i know it's not a competition but you know you go and you're kind of selling yourself and those first impressions are everything so when he said dress to impress I was coming up short so um the whole week every day after work I'm like tearing my closet apart like should I wear this should I wear that I'm like really overthinking it like I mean overthinking is my middle name I'm like okay I can't wear anything with a heel because I don't want to like be stumbling around or you know wear something that's just not me um, also, I wanted to make sure I could gauge every man's height correctly. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just wanted to be true to myself. So I ended up actually ordering a dress. It was this long blue wrap dress that had these pretty orange flowers on. It's like a deep navy blue with these pretty orange flowers. And I wore my classic white chucks because that's definitely true to how you know, I am, I felt really pretty. I felt comfortable and I harp on that now just because it plays a factor later on. So cut to that Friday. I actually made sure that I was able to get like a few hours off work early just to make sure that I had time to get ready and get ready calmly and peacefully and not in a rush. <laughs> and, um, just make sure I get there on time because he did say parking was an issue. So I had my outfit ready. I knew what I was going to do with my hair. I knew what makeup I was going to wear, what perfume I was going to wear. Like I really put a lot of thought into this, guys. I Something was just like, look, put your best self forward. Your husband could be in the room. That's really how I was going into it. It was like I didn't want to have too many expectations, but I just had a gut feeling like, you know, this this is where I'm supposed to be on this Friday night. So I the event is at eight o'clock and I get there like seven thirty and it was just local in LA. You really couldn't pay me to tell you exactly where it was. I kind of forgot now, but it wasn't far. And I get there and you go up these steps, you go inside and there's a section where they have like the bar, they had glasses of champagne waiting, they had a little table to write your name tag so you can put that on your shirt so people know your name. And they had these um, papers with a icebreaker bingo on it. So imagine bingo, but the squares were, I don't know, different experiences, different facts. So it was to kind of encourage you to, to talk with people. So there were squares like, you know, I've bungee jumped before, or I have a pet, or I can speak another language. And it just encourages you to go around and talk to people and you put their name in the box with, according to what thing they've done. And then you can help them out with theirs. So I guess the goal was just to have it completely filled out. And I guess you get a prize. So I get my form, I sit down. Honestly, when you first go in there, it was nothing but women. It was to the point where for a split second, I was like, shit, did I fill out some kind of 
lesbians only? Did I get the dates wrong? Is this like, that's how many women there were there. And the men who were there, they had, you know, they were behind the bar or they had a camera in their hand and they were just very obviously there to help work the event. So um, in the same moment that I was considering that, uh, I did see some 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 guys start to come in and get their name tags and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. So um, there were a few girls who were sitting at the table that I was. We were kind of chit-chatting, getting to know each other, filling out our bingo, and, um, you know, just 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 chatting, getting to know each other. So it was a couple cool girls. I just, you know, the women who were there, you know, they all had professional jobs. They've been to school. Um, they'd never been to a speed dating event before. So we were all kind of nervous and bonding over that and just kind of, um, you know, uh, keeping an eye on the door to see who was going to be walking in. So, you know, there was some <laughs> interesting looking guys to say the least. There were some who I immediately was just like, oh, hell no. Nah. There was some where I was like, mm, hell yeah. But <laughs> we weren't at any of the official um, parts of the evening yet. So it's all just oogling at this point. Now, mind you, the event was slated to start at eight o'clock and I got there kind of early. But, you know, I'm looking at my phone. And I'm noticing it's like 830 and there's still a very disproportionate amount of women to men. And I'm, I was thinking that he set it up so that there'd be an equal amount. And again, as soon as I had that thought, uh, Rob, he kind of made an announcement to everyone saying that some of the men were late and, um, you know, some men said they couldn't make it for some reason. And he was kind of apologizing on their behalf that it was kind of uneven. But some of the men that, you know, he did approve to come, they, they were running late. So he was trying to give them an opportunity to show up. So things were really, really prolonged. So at this point, I'm like two glasses of champagne in, you know, the girls I was talking to were kind of cool. A couple of the guys were kind of cool. Um, but <laughs> I eventually made my way over to just more comfortable seating. And I sit, sat with these two girls that I've been chatting with and we were kind of scoping out the room a little bit. It was kind of funny. Like it was always just so surreal. Like I'd never done an event like this. I, I'm not one to put myself in situations where I don't know people and I don't bring anyone with me to kind of be a cushion. I, I did forward this event to a couple of my friends to kind of encourage them to come out, but they didn't go through with the process. But I, again, I felt like I should be there and I didn't want to let anything slow me down. So I was very much outside of my comfort zone, but I did sit and chat with a couple of ladies and we were, you know, just getting to know each other and looking around the room. And I remember being like, you know, so does anybody here catch your eye? And, you know, they're kind of pointing out a couple of guys. And um, for some reason, one of the women, she said, hey, we can see you with that guy. And I've kind of followed her gaze and she's pointing at this guy who's wearing this really nice blue suit. And he must have been running late because I didn't remember him coming in. And I was looking at him. He did have a really nice, well-fitting suit on. Um, really nice shoes, nice watch. I mean, he had a mask on. He was the only guy there who had a mask on. 
And he just looked very, very presentable, just very, what's the word? I guess dapper, right? I think he was like the most dressed up guy there. So he really took the dress to impress and ran with it. So I took note. It was just so random for her to say that. I didn't ask her, like, which one of these guys can you see me with? She doesn't know me from Eve. So it was just interesting that she said that. So anyway, made a little mental note of him. Like, okay, well, maybe I'll chat with him during the speed dating um I get up and I think I go over to kind of check out the games because at this point it's like almost nine o'clock nothing has started yet he is he meaning Rob is really being very generous with the time and trying to give the other gentlemen who were supposed to be there an opportunity to get there so that you know they don't miss out on anything so I head over just to kind of look at the games table to see what he has um, in store and I'm making a beeline for the table and this is how I remember it I'm looking at um, a board game on the table as I'm walking up to it and blue suit kind of like you know swivels his way in front of me and he's like, hey, I'm blue. You know, what's your name? And I'm like, hey, I'm Melanie. He's like, okay, nice to meet you. And he uh, pulls out his little bingo form. And, you know, we kind of go over that a little bit. He's like, so, you know, which one of these like, can you, you know, place? And I think I said like, oh, I have a pet and something else, right? And it was just funny. He had this sense of urgency, kind of like, you know, he knew he was running late. He was trying to quickly get into the mix, but it was kind of, I felt a little accosted, not in a bad way, but when I'm, you know, focused on one thing, he just kind of came out of nowhere, but he was very, very, very handsome. So, you know, we kind of exchanged that and honestly, for the life of me, I cannot remember how that conversation ended the next thing I know um Rob is telling us that it was time to actually start the speed dating round so anything else that I was doing or saying that completely went out of my head and I immediately got kind of nervous so the way he had it was all the women were sitting in a circle on the inside facing outwards and then all the men were to sit in the outside seats facing in and as much time as he gave these men to show up there were still quite a few who were still running late or he'd given up on them showing anyway so there were a lot of gaps in the in the male seating so much so that there weren't I sat down at mine the seat in front of me and the two on the side they were completely empty and all the female seats were full so that kind of gives you an idea. And at this point, I'm thinking, man, any other men who show up at this point, I'm not even trying to bother because if they can't show up on time for this, then forget it. Right. So he makes an announcement, you know, that we're going to get started for some reason. And I feel like this always happens to me. He decides he being Rob, he decides to sit down in front of me and use me as an example of how this is going to go. So he, so he sits down and we have like a mock speed date where everyone was watching and I'm um, not everyone, but it was like people in our immediate area. So we have a mock date. I'm already nervous, let alone trying to like be an example for anybody, but I power through. He said that the object was, he was going to set a timer. We were going to have about four minutes. I think he was going to rotate the men about seven times. 
so that we can, um, you know, mingle and get to know each other. We had a sheet on the back of the bingo with icebreaker questions so that we wouldn't get stuck. Um, and he stood up and he just got everything going. How he did it was he had the men stand up and they would move to the left, either two seats or three seats or one seat. You know, it wasn't just one after the other to kind of mix it up and to make up for the fact that some of the seats were empty. God, the few dates that I had were so unbelievably awkward. Like, again, you couldn't pay me to remember anybody's name that I actually sat with in that circle. But, you know, and like I said, we had icebreakers on the back of the bingo page, but I didn't use any of them. Like, honestly, I'm, you know, one on one. I'm really not afraid to have a conversation, especially when it's set up that way. Um, I'm very inquisitive by nature. So I had plenty of questions ready to go. Um, So, you know, the guys were enthusiastic about being there. They seem like gentlemen, you know, one guy, I remember he sat down and he was like, hey, I was going to go grab another glass of champagne. Can I bring you one? Like stuff like that was cool. Um, what I noticed, though, was that a lot of the guys were under 30. And I mean, I guess you don't want to like limit your options, but I just do not see myself with anybody younger than me, especially someone who's not even in their 30s at all yet. Again, I'm 33. So for me, even at 30, I feel like I'm cradle robbing. I'm not going to lie. So I was meeting guys that were like 26, 27. Not only that, but, you know, they had like little kids, you know, they were still living at home. Like it just I'm like, I thought he vetted these guys. They were very nice, very nice. But I just I thought, I don't know. And if they weren't younger than me they were massively older like I think I met a lot of guys over 40 who you know were like had like five kids and just you know a lot of them didn't have one job or steady jobs it was like they had really weird entrepreneurial things and they couldn't really pin it down it was like, yeah, you know, I'm in business for myself. Like, okay, cool. What do you do? Uh, you know, a uh, little stuff here and there. Like, what? What do you do for work, Jamal? So, you know, there was definitely like some cool combo. Like, you know, they were pleasant enough. It was interesting, I guess. But I just wasn't feeling like, you know, I thought I was going to walk in there and it was going to be like a rom-com. Like... You know, you see him, he sits down and it's like, where have you been all my life? Like, and I'm not even that, just someone I was like genuinely attracted to. Like, honestly, there were two people that I was attracted to in the room. It was Blue Suit from earlier and this other guy that kind of came in late too. And both of them passed me by because when they were going to be in front of me in my seat, they, that's when Rob was like, okay, move 17 seats to the left like it was like damn it was just it was I just had to laugh internally I was like you know I'm just gonna make the best of it and honestly that was kind of the beauty of the speed dating that wasn't the only part of the evening there was gonna be the game night too so I'm like okay well you know I'll have time to mingle outside of this formality of the speed dating 
by the time the speed dating was over, I was already mentally begging for the end. And I was just excited to kind of get to the next phase. I remember he called time on the last date and I, you know, got my stuff and I started heading over to where the games were. And next thing you know, here comes blue suit. And he accosts me once again in the best way. And he's like, hey, uh, Melanie, right? And I'm like, yeah, what's up, Blue? And he's like, so, um, you know, would you want to play Jenga? And he had like the Jenga game. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, so he he kind of ushers me over to like this little secluded area with these with this table and these chairs. And he sets the game down. He puts his drink down. He like, you know, gestures for me to take a seat. And he's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then we'll play. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I sit down awkwardly and I'm kind of like fidgeting with my stuff, my drink, my my phone. And a couple of guys that I talked to in the speed dating and some of the girls from earlier saw me sitting there with the Jenga and they're like, hey, are you going to play Jenga? Can we play? Like, let's get a game going. And I didn't, I, I don't know. I, I felt bad because I'm like, well, I don't know if Blue is trying to, you know, get some one on one with me, but I also don't want to be rude. I mean, Jenga is a multiplayer game. So I'm like, OK, well maybe he won't mind so I'm like yeah sure let's all play Jenga so I move the Jenga to where they are at a bigger table I grab blue suits drink and his paper and I, I move it over there and I'm like well when he gets out of the bathroom he'll see where we are so we set the Jenga up everybody's having a good time blue comes over I kind of quickly let him know what happened and he seemed cool with it and you know the the game carries on so we're all kind of laughing we're playing Jenga we're all shitty at it but it was still pretty fun I I don't again it was kind of a blur and you know I get hyper focused when it comes to trying to win a game so I don't remember where blue went exactly I I don't know if he went to talk to someone else I don't I, I don't know he just I don't know he just he just disappeared kind of um you know everything at this point is like a group thing I wasn't necessarily making any like major connections um after Jenga I think we all were pretty tired of it I ended up playing operation with this guy he honestly was kind of weird he straight up told me he was a dope dealer I don't know if he was trying to be funny or what his deal was but I was definitely not feeling it at this point you know we'd started so late it was like already after 11 something I had to get up the next day to go to overtime for work at like 7 30 and I was like just getting ready to call it a night I was kind of hanging around because I mean all my knowledge about speed dating has come from movies and tv right in my mind from what I've seen you go to a speed dating event and there's something set in place to where if you're feeling someone you can jot it down let the host know and everybody does the same and if you have a match they'll like contact you later that's just how I thought it went but with this it was a it was a free-for-all there was nothing in place to facilitate if you had a match I just noticed people kind of exchanging numbers and, you know, exchanging social media. And I'm like, if I wanted to do that, I would have just gone to the club. I would have gone to a bar. I'm here for like the vetting experience. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to play 
Hunger Games for love. And it was just, I don't know, I say that was like the main thing that I was kind of disappointed by it. And I know it was his first event that he put on like this. So I can understand that there's a lot of kinks to work out, but I just felt overall for a speed dating event, that's something that should be facilitated an easy way to connect with people that you had a match with. Now, I decide to leave I go find Rob to just kind of thank him for putting it on, let him know I was leaving, blah, 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 blah. I, I wrap up with him. I turn to the left and it's blue suit again. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, and he's like, hey, are you leaving? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm about to head out. And he's like, okay, um, can I get your Instagram? And he like puts his phone in my hand and I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, like no problem. So I add myself on his phone and um, he sends me a message and like, you know, hey, this is blue suit. I'm like, okay, great, cool. Like, you know, nice to meet you. And I leave, I get in the car, I call my mom while I'm on the way back to my place just to give her the 411 as she and I do. And I don't know, it was just, it was such a whirlwind. I had all this anxiety, you know, building up, leading up to this event. I feel like I fought in some kind of arena to get in that room. And it wasn't a bad experience. It was fun. There's a couple of girls actually who I, you know, message or uh, exchange Instagram information with who seem, seem pretty nice. Um, and overall, it was nice to get out there and, you know, get my feet wet as far as dating and getting to know people outside of the dating app world. And for that, I feel like it was a success. And you know, I went home, I went to sleep and I was like, okay, well, you know, there's that. I was feeling a little defeated a little bit. Cause like I said, there was no way to follow up. I don't know who liked me. I, I don't know. I just felt like I just went to a party where I didn't know anybody. But <laughs> while I was at my overtime that I had to get up so early for, I get a little pingling on Instagram from Mr. Blue Suit. And, you know, he's just kind of reiterating that it was nice to meet me. And, you know, we just kind of get to chit chatting, just a little small talk here and there. And, you know, me, unless you say it straight out, like, yo, I'm feeling you. Uh, let's, you know, I want to want to see you. I think you're sexy. I think you're whatever. I'm just like, okay, he's just being nice. <laughs> so I'm indulging the conversation. Um, but, you know, it kind of turns to an acknowledgement that, you know, he found me attractive. I found him attractive. And we just kind of went from there. It's funny because he made note of my outfit, this outfit that I had agonized over all week you know and I was like comparing myself ahead of time to women I had never even seen yet and he complimented me he said I looked very nice he said you're the only one who had like a long dress on and you were wearing chucks and you looked really good and I was like wow I was like you see it definitely pays to be yourself like someone's gonna like what you're putting down you know you don't have to be extra you can definitely stay true to form so 
again this was about six weeks ago and blue suit and i are still going strong you know we've gone out a couple of times we talk every day and you know i think he's great so far and i'm really enjoying getting to know him and however this goes i'm definitely grateful for being at that event and putting myself out there and you know it it wasn't for nothing and I guess you guys may just have to stay tuned to see what comes of myself and Mr. Blue Suit and yes we will be calling him Blue Suit for the foreseeable future (laughs) overall I really do like you know Mr. Howard as he goes by his kind of mission statement I mean when he was uh, discussing the future of his brand with me it wasn't all focused on just dating and and getting people together in that way he was talking about getting like a, a black book club together and uh hosting women's events for networking and just various things like that that I think could be of interest to me just for personal growth down the line you know regardless of you know if I find a man or not I think it's just good to get myself out there and in different avenues and get offline you know go look at people's eyeballs go have some fun get in the sun you know right now in my life I do feel like I'm at a point where I am ready to embrace love in a relationship I feel like I've just grown a lot in just the last few years the last year even I've really grown to appreciate who I am as a person like I talked to my mom about this a couple of times she just she's she tells me like you just seem really content and happy with yourself and you know, it's true. I'm not perfect. I have insecurities. I have hangups about myself, but I do thoroughly enjoy my own company. I crack myself up. I have fun with myself. I know how to, you know, keep myself entertained and I am content with myself and I, I know what I'm about. And When it came down to that list of things on the form that we had to fill out where we had to select seven things that we bring to the table, I knew exactly what I bring to the table. And there are things that I appreciate in myself. And I feel like I'm at a point where I'm ready to share that with someone. I'm, you know, kind of putting the fear of rejection and heartbreak aside. That's just a part of life. I've had more than my fair share and that's definitely something that I'll be touching on um, in future episodes of this podcast but I'm just not afraid anymore to put myself out there I was just talking to my cousin Neptune today and he was just saying how you're just reminding me that you know there's 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 nothing to be gained with no risk and that's definitely true And I'm just really excited to just share myself with someone. I'm excited to share myself with you guys who are listening to this podcast. I, it's, I've kind of been a quiet person. I think growing up, I was definitely 
kind of quiet. I'm, I'm definitely not a chatterbox by nature unless you know me very, very well. So talking for however long I've been talking feels a little weird, but it also feels good. I feel lighter somehow, you know, I'm not confessing anything to a priest or anything, but I feel like there's a little bit of a load off. I, I, I really enjoy sharing in this way and I definitely hope to continue this in the future. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.